Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, today we have with us Candice Huntley. How are you, Candice? Hello, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. So tell us more about you and what you do. So I am the founding partner of Songbird Marketing Communications, um, and I've been doing this since about 2013 I launched, and basically I help small and medium-sized businesses to figure out exactly what story they should be telling, who they are as a brand, and then figure out how to tell it to their audience and connect in the best ways with the best times. So That's in a nutshell. Is a nutshell. <laughs> so is this like, is it copywriting as well? Um, I do copywriting as well. So I do a lot of social media strategy and content. I do a lot of content writing, things like blogs and ghostwriting articles and website copy, things like that. Um, and then on the other side of things, I also do a lot of media relations and influencer relations and all of that fun stuff. So if you ever wanted your, your name in the newspaper or to get a segment on a breakfast television, that's kind of what I do as well. Oh, cool. So tell us more about that. So does it, it, does it work for anyone, anybody in business or there's a criteria that you have to be a large scale business or no, not it, at all. Uh, I think that's, the, that's one of the most common misconceptions is people think that you have to be one of the big guys. If you want to, if you wanted to kind of have a spotlight. Um, but I think that's really where I find the sweet spot is, is I love helping smaller brands who don't think that they can have, you know, an influencer marketing campaign or a media campaign or things like that um, to really help them to connect and, and get those opportunities because you can have it no matter how big or small that you are. So you just have to have a good story to tell. So then you pitch it to these outlets, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's because there's a lot of paid stuff out there as well. So this is something you do very organic. It is. Yeah, there definitely is a huge shift towards that paid stuff, as you mentioned, for sure. Um, and if you can kind of add an element of that into it, that's great. But it's always nice when you can have an organic um, a media mention or an influencer who really just loves your product and they want, or their service and they want to talk about it. Um, it's really all about making people fall in love with you, I think, is what it's about. And so it's about telling that story and painting that picture and and really working from there. Yeah, because we think in pictures, right? Exactly, exactly. So, it's all then, about visuals. <laughs> all about visuals, yeah. So when, it, when, when you work with a company, do you have to kind of start with understanding their story to see Absolutely. if it's a, is something that you can articulate? Yeah, I think, and I think that's one of the most, the biggest frustrations I have with a lot of, of agencies, not all of them, um, but I feel like a lot of people don't dive really deep enough into it. So it's kind of, I really like getting to know the client that I'm working with. So as a brand, I like getting to know the person who's going to be actually representing the brand. I think it's really important to get into the nitty gritty and not just to find out if there's any negative things that might come out. Sometimes that happens. Um, so you want to make sure that you mitigate those risks before you get started. But it's really, it's great just to kind of get that human touch and that personalized aspect behind the brand so that you can really just make it a unique pitch. You know, you can turn, you can turn a pitch about a chocolate into something so much more special. If you have a story behind it, behind the brand. And you can get, you can extract that from people. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about that conversation. Kind of like we're having now, you know, just really 
trying to figure out exactly who somebody is and, and the best ways to approach things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely. I think after the interview, let's book an appointment. I would like to talk to you and see. <laughs> For sure. see yeah. Cause I love, I love, I love, I love working with people in my network and stuff. So mm -hmm. definitely sure. I would like to see more detail, but let's try to provide value to the audience at this point mm -hmm. and see how yeah, we can help them. So in this sense of, of creating that story and extracting it, do you kind of put together some sort of a, a document that they have to answer a whole bunch of questions or is it more like a one-on-one -on -one process that you find out the details? I mean, questions are always great. Um, but I find that sometimes it ends up being more like a, a job interview or something where, so if I have that list of questions, I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't very organic. So for me, I, as you know, we've had this discussion. I love to talk. Um, and so I love hearing other people talk and I love hearing other people tell their story. So for me, it's all about that conversation and seeing where it will go. And, and, um, and then I have notes that I, you know, there are things that maybe I want to make sure that I ask about, but I always like to see where the conversation goes because I think people, they inherently know what's important about themselves and what's important about their brand, but they've never really put it on paper and they've never really articulated it in a way that would make sense for their brand. So this way, it's kind of a fun way to really have that discussion. And then, and then they say, well, you know, can you do anything with that? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, you just told me everything that's great about you. So I think that it's a really great place to start if you really just think about it as a conversation. That's a good point. Think of you should think of everything like a conversation, right? Like even when I do these interviews and I got some coaching and, and they're saying, you know, um, try to organize it in a, a form of a whole bunch of questions and then, you know, study those questions and ask them in that order and all that. I said, I don't know. I don't know if I could do I, I don't know if I could do that. Like I need, I need to be like, I need to be just relaxed. I need to kind of go with the yeah. flow. I need to be like a conversation, like two friends meeting in the, for a coffee, for example. And then hopefully something comes out that adds value. Right. But I don't want to put mm -hmm. it together like that. Um, yeah. So I do agree with that conversational okay. aspect. Yeah. I think, I think one of the best interviewers that I've ever seen, and um, I had the pleasure of going to see him a few times at the CBC studios was George Strombolopoulos. Oh yes. Um, yes. Strom He's yeah. Awesome. So Strombo was amazing. He honestly, I was, his, the interviews, it was so captivating to watch him and, you know, it's interesting now how things are so different because we're not face to face, but yeah. um, just in watching his, he was such a skilled interviewer. He is such a skilled interviewer. And mm. I, to this day, I think that, I mean, that's always the bar for me and thinking about the conversations I have with people and getting to know people. Mm -hmm. It's just pretty crazy. Yeah. He's genuinely interested in other people. Yeah. It's that's amazing. His, I love it. That's, that's the foundation that I'm actually working on as much. I am very much interested, but gen, like really deep, you know, that deep interest when you just executively focused yeah. on a person and you just in tune vibrationally and just boom, like you just know, and it, it requires work, right? Like you, Absolutely. everything. Yeah. So you have to practice and get to get to that point. Uh, I do agree. Another thing I wanted to ask um, was I had a question in mind. About, Sorry, I broke your train of thought. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. No, these are all great conversations. So for someone, I find that entrepreneurs, for example, 
they have so many stories, right? They have so much uh, situations they went through and, and things that in their past and experiences, yeah. and they want to articulate it around their brand to kind of explain what they're doing and how they got into it, how it relates to their stories. And they look for marketing companies. They look for um, branding companies. Mm -hmm. They explain their story and, you know, they just come back. Yeah, we're going to do email marketing or yeah, we're going to, we're going to do social posts for you mm -hmm. or yeah, we're going to do this. Or, but, and from my own personal experience too, I never got like, say, Hey, you know what? You got a great story. I want to do this, 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 this with the story. I want to put it all together because this is where it makes sense. And this is where it doesn't make sense. And articulate the brand and provide that picture, right? Provide mm -hmm. that visibility of what it will look like in public. I never got that. How do you relate to that in what you do? Yeah. So I think that um, one of the biggest challenges that, that we come across with Songbird is always budget. Um, everyone has champagne taste, but you have beer budget. I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes. Um, and so I think one of, and then, you know, we talk about superpowers. I feel like this might be one of my superpowers is really. That was going to be my question, but that's no, good they brought it <laughs> I've up. Been thinking about, I've been thinking <laughs> okay, about this good. a lot and I have a few. I, I feel like I have a few superpowers. I don't know. Sure. I, I love it. Share them. Um, but uh, this might be one. I, I just feel like. Um, it's our job as agency owners, as, you know, agency representatives to really take what somebody says and say, I think this is what you need. And most often it needs to start with that, that foundational brand work, that messaging, that really figuring out exactly what the important parts of someone's story are. So I think it, everything, it, I don't care if it's, if it's, media, I don't care if it's email, social media, whatever the tactic is that is being used. I feel like it always needs to start with that. And I always start out with a one page document with key messages on it. It doesn't matter what tactic I'm doing, because I feel like that always brings it back to that, those important things that we talked about, you know, in our, in our first dis discovery session or kickoff, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I feel like even before we get to that point, you know, it's really up to somebody from an agency to listen to what somebody wants to do and listen to what their goals are, listen to what their budget is and say, this is what I think you should do. And I think that it's, it's also great if you can kind of give a tiered rollout strategy. So, you know, once you start making more money, then you can introduce this, but it's okay to start with just this. And so I think that having that bigger picture um, is always really important because then you know where you're going. I think that, you know, as agency owners and, you know, people, again, agency representatives will just say as marketing professionals, whatever you want to call us. Um, I think that we need to start looking at working with clients more as a partnership rather than just a client agency relationship. And that is one of the big things that, you know, is the foundation that Songbird is built on is that I didn't want to have an agency that was just built on that transaction. It's really important to me that a client will, even if they don't work with me long-term, it's important for me for a client to walk away saying, okay, we had a plan or we have a plan and we executed the plan and I'm happy with it, or this is what didn't work. So this is what we're going to do next. I think that there always needs to be that sense of moving forward and 
working with someone that's going to help you grow, whoever that person is going to be. So about the budget part, so basically articulating that message and that overall picture of the brand depends on the budget. So if someone comes in with a lower budget, then you will take away, like, are you still going to analyze a business? So I'm just trying to understand. Because the story is such an important that's part, what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if branding, we're doing, right? yeah, it doesn't matter if we're doing something small with a small budget or something that's a huge splash with a, with a larger budget. It always starts with that foundation because it, again, you want to make sure that you maximize your dollars and you want to make sure that you maximize the dollars that your clients have. And it's, in my opinion, it's important to always start with that. So you always want to mm. do that, that, I hate using the term deep dive, but that's really what it is. It's really kind of getting into the nitty gritty with somebody else and figuring out exactly what makes them tick and what makes them unique and what makes their brand unique and what they feel is important about their brand, what their customers feel is important about their brand. And once you do that, even if you have a small budget, you can still have a larger impact with whatever strategy you go with. And that was so funny, Kat, is because when... Like, for, for example, for me, um, I have such, um, you know, everybody has stories, but I have such uh, 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 nuggets that I, whoever I talk to, they, they find, they find it very interesting. Like I've even mm-hmm. heard them, you know, people say, Hey, you should put that into a book, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but when I go to marketing companies, like I've, I've, I've just, I haven't gotten what you're talking about. Like, this is mm. unique to me. I don't know if you right. experienced this in the industry or not, unless I was going to the wrong places. I don't know, but I'm just saying that is such an important component is to understand that brand, to understand that client's story, understand yeah. where they're coming from to put together, especially for personal branding, to put it all 100%. together, to articulate what, what kind of message are we, are we launching with and what are we going to go next? And I, I don't know. Is that, is that, the, is that an issue in the market in, in your industry or is it standard so. what you're doing? I mean, it's the industry is pretty saturated. It doesn't matter what city you're in. There's there are a lot of us out there. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. You know, there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of there are a lot of businesses that marketing and branding. So I think that there's probably an agency or a freelancer even for everybody. And, and I think it's important to try to find the right person. So sometimes it even comes down to asking the right questions. If you're a client looking for somebody, um, and sometimes it comes down to just, do we mesh well, you know, and that doesn't, obviously that's not an exact science. There's nothing that you can say, you know, there's no question specifically that you can ask. Sometimes you just don't like somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, it's just, okay. you just don't and connect. Yeah, exactly. You don't connect and you don't want to force it because that's not going to be good for either of you. Personally, for me, I prefer to enjoy working with people that mm-hmm. I'm working with. It's so, so important. Exactly. You know, and if, if a client feels like I'm not the right fit for them or, you know, my team isn't the right fit, then I would rather refer them to somebody else. Have you fired a client? I have fired a client. Yeah. Same here. I have. It's important. You know, again, sometimes, you know, and as a, as a young entrepreneur, when I was just getting started, we won't talk about how old I am. Um, I'm young still, (laughs) Um, but yeah, getting started, you know, when I say as a young entrepreneur, I was, I was a baby entrepreneur when I got started and, and I kind of jumped into things head first. And I, 
learned a lot in my first few years. And, you know, sometimes you say yes to somebody and then you realize that it was the wrong thing to do because you ignored all the red flags or something comes up and you realize that it's really not the best fit. Um, so I, I have, and I, I've parted ways with clients. Um, I think it's maybe been, it's just a couple. Yeah. It comes, it comes with experience too, right? You could just, you could just tell. And then as vibrationally, you can tell too, if you connect with someone and how the experience is going to be Mm -hmm. Uh, majority, I think fundamentally, like everybody's a good person, you know, it's just the way that the experiences they had in their life kind of changes their conditioning and they they represent themselves differently than who they truly are. I find that if they really go in and find that, person who it is bring it out more the good stuff everybody has well and sometimes too people think that they need to be a specific type of person to to run the type of business they have and so they become something that they think that they should be rather than just being who they are and you know there's a lot of talk about authenticity and it's a word that's just thrown around now just without a care and I think that we need to just get back to actually putting some merit on that word because it's so important to really just be who you are nobody's perfect And, you know, you can embrace those imperfections and it's best to do that because then again, you can find the right person to work with you for sure. Mm -hmm. And Candice, I don't know if you ever did this on your your free time, but uh, I have. So if you Google your top 10 wishes on a person's deathbed, I know it's depressing. I'm sorry to say this, right? (laughs) But if you do that, I think that's number nine or number eight that says, yeah, I I was trying to be someone else. (laughs) That's, you know, so it's it's there. It's in the top 10. Um, Unfortunately, it's just the way we are conditionally. And until you start working on your inner self, you you will never bring that out. You always be trying to social media makes that really hard too, because we all need to be so perfect on social media. Even sometimes when we talk about negative things on social media, we have to be so perfect, you know, negative. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, Oh, you have to say the right things to evoke the right things. And it's like, ah. How's your creativity on that point? Like, do you, are you able to kind of get that attention in a unique way in your posts and your articles? Uh, Yeah. I mean, again, when you start with what's unique about you, I think that that really is a really great place to start and it's a good place to focus on. And I think to social media, if we're talking about that has changed so significantly, especially for brands that, I mean, we have to really start getting away from these vanity metrics and looking at things like, oh, I have 20,000 followers. Okay, well, how many of them are buying from you? Yeah, you know? that's a thing, so, converting, yeah, right? We get so stuck in that in that rut of, of those vanity metrics that, and again, social media has become very, it's a vain place sometimes. And so you have to think of in, in other terms and think about engaging and, like we're having right now, those conversations, those can be had on social as well. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what was I going to ask again? See, I keep forgetting things today. What is it? Monday today or Wednesday? Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about the, the post that you create. Um, mm-hmm. Like, are you working towards creating posts that actually, get people to kind of call to action type of posts or are they, I know there's different types of posts, right? So 
do you, do you mix it up? Like, is that your process when you go out and you start marketing someone? Yeah, it's definitely, it's good to have a mix. I think that, you know, if somebody is constantly just selling, um, normally at this one, I'm like, sell, 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 you know, it's like, you're really in everyone's face. You get people in all caps yelling on social media. It drives me insane. Um, but I think that, again, we have to, we have to think about putting the social back in social media. And so I really like to think of it as a good mix. People want to learn, they want to be entertained. Um, it's okay to have those call to actions for calls to action for, for sales. Um, but a, a healthy mix of, of lifestyle content and social content, um, is even better because there's so much that, that we don't know. And there Obviously, if you started a business doing a specific thing, you're probably an expert at it. So why not have some fun in sharing what you know in fun ways? And I always like to say, you know, share just enough that you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable that someone might just take it and run with it and do it themselves. But, you know, if they want to hire someone, then they know that you know what you're talking about. So they'll come mm -hmm. back to you eventually. Mm -hmm. And do you do, you also do email marketing as well? Yeah, we do email marketing as well. Okay. Yeah. The whole flow of it. The whole flow, yeah. yeah. It's all so, about, I think that, again, it's a bigger picture of what is going to work for your business um, and what can we, you know, if you don't have the budget to do everything, what can we pick and choose to have a big impact? So you work with people. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? If we didn't work with people, then no one would have marketing or they'd all be going to their cousin's son who's really great at social media. Mm -hmm. It happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I had a 12 year old reach out to me on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, he says, you know, I have no idea. He was saying like, oh, I could do this for you. I could do that for you. I was like, wow, like this guy's incredible. I said, let's set up a meeting. So because I'm like that, like anybody reaches out to me, I always give them a chance. I always say, I just feel like what you put out, you get. That's I just live 100%. from my higher side and I don't shut anyone out, you know, unless I, I doesn't work. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. But so I met with him and everything and we're talking. I go, man, I'm thinking this guy is so young. He looks so young. I don't know. I shouldn't ask him. Maybe. <laughs> should I ask him? <laughs> should I ask him how old he is? Well, maybe he's going to think he's rude. And I'm like thinking all these thoughts while he's talking. It's like, oh, no, focus, focus. So I'm trying to focus him too. And it kept coming back and forth in my mind. And it just came up itself. He said, yeah, I'm 12 years old and I've been doing it since I was nine. And and it was, it was, it was like 2,500 bucks he wanted a month, every yeah. month to man. Like it was just like uh, Instagram growth or something like that. But I was just so wild because I have a 13 year old. So I went to him. I said, hey, listen, you know, I just had a meeting with a 12 year old. <laughs> that, that, that's going to grow my business. It's time to, it's time to the video what are you doing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? Like I, I brought it up to him. He's like, oh, yeah, he just walks away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I it's incredible. You know, but in those situations, sometimes um, what I find is that a company can't, our business can't necessarily afford to hire me to manage their social media, but they can hire me to build a strategy, which their intern can then actually yeah. execute, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's so many kids that are starting out in the industry and I'm going to call them kids. <laughs> you know, they're getting started. Sometimes they're getting started as young as 12 is a little young, but sometimes that nine. I, I know sometimes they're getting like started like, <laughs> like right in high school and they just mm -hmm. want that experience. And so they don't necessarily have the experience of building out that strategy, but if they have someone who's going to build that and then guide them, I mean, why not? It's, 
got to start somewhere. So how did you get into this? Um, I have a bit of a different story. Um, I actually used to be a professional singer and actor. Really? Um, You're on YouTube? I'm not on YouTube. It was... It was really before social media became a big thing. I'm not going to lie. On your website? I'm not going to. I don't actually have a lot on my website. Um, I've been meaning to actually post some more stuff. So I I used to do um, improv professionally for a few years. Um, I did musical theater, operetta. I'm a classically trained singer. Um, And then when I moved to Toronto, I see I said which means that I'm not from Toronto originally. Um, So when I moved here, I was doing gigs around the city, jazz and blues and stuff like that. And I was also teaching high school. Um, I have my education degree as well. So I was teaching English and music and theater. And uh, I was doing that for a couple of years, working as a server as well. It was exhausting. So after two years, um, of doing that solid, I was like, you know what? I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm tired. Um, I miss teaching every single day, but I wanted to take the skills that I had and ball them up into something that I thought would work. So I thought that PR would be a really great place for me to be. And I didn't want to just go and get my PR certificate. So I decided to get my MBA because why not? Nice. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I went back, I went back to school and I, I got my MBA and, um, it's, you know, it's great. I was, uh, one of a very few creatives in the group and I did not have any sort of structured business training background or education or anything like that. I'd never used Excel before I started, <laughs> before I started my program and, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was a great experience and I ended up working uh, for a union for when I was doing my major term paper for the end of it. And I loved that. And, um, cause it's all about people. And then I ended up getting into the agency world, which is where I thought I would end up in the first place. After a couple of years, I left my, the second agency I worked with and made the decision to go out on awesome. my own. Amazing. I love it. I love it. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, that's where I'm, I am today. In a if nutshell. you see, see my stuff, I'm always about like people leaving their nine to five or going on their own or, you know, starting their own stuff. I'm a big mm-hmm. advocate of that. So that's great that you have done that. And it looks like you're doing phenomenal. Um, uh, all the things that you were talking to me in my experience, because every human being has their own awareness, own experiences. So far, I've, I've noticed that the skill set is definitely there, what you're doing and, and how you're articulating everything together for the business. It sounds like it sounds great if anybody, you know, is listening that wants that guidance. Oh, I wanted to ask you, do you provide some kind of a free engagement initially to kind of talk to you? Like, is oh, there, yeah, do, should they be feeling intimidated? If, uh, oh, I got to oh, call no. Candace. Oh, my God. I don't know. What can they, uh, no, can no, they... no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you could. I mean, I'm. Hopefully people find me approachable. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah no, I'm, I'm easy with that. We do free consult at the beginning. Oh, I, don't, I don't see a point in charging for that. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like I said, we don't want to work with somebody unless it's a good fit because, you know, if neither of us are going to enjoy it, then, then why not? And we want to be able to pull out your superpower. So, you know, that's kind of one of our big things. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you share your morning routine? Well, I have a two-year-old, so <laughs> um, honestly, 
Yeah, my morning routine that's it. is. That's done. It. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's potty training as well. I do a lot of work on the bathroom floor. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. um, you have to be flexible, you know. Of I know course. everyone's at everyone's at home right now with their kids. Um, well, a lot of people, not everyone, but um, yeah, Aurora's been been working the business with us since she was born. So she came early, and. Um, yeah, so that's my morning routine is making sure that she has what she needs and working. That's a beautiful, beautiful morning routine. One of the best ones. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know what? I, I want to thank you, Candice, for taking the time to come on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, you know, obviously you have the right energy and you're going to go places with your business. I hope anyone who's listening will approach you and, and ask for your guidance. Um, you have the expertise. You have the knowledge. Uh, it's always, always beneficial for people to get help from areas they don't know about you know i spent years um trying to figure things out on my own um and and i wasted thousands and i wasted time and it's just yeah. highly recommended to go to people that can help you because genuinely people that are in business are there to help if they're Absolutely. they're not they don't last long so just exactly. remember yeah i remember exactly. that yeah remember yeah. that that they're out there if they're around, that means they mean well. So approach them, take advantage. Um, and also, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, Candice. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have a great day. 